Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room. Okay, welcome to Ask Alex episode 114 on the OneOuter.com podcast, sponsored by americascardroom.com. If you want 27% rate back from americascardroom.com, Simply sign up for your account by clicking on one of the links or banners on the OneOuter.com website. Follow us on Twitter at OneOuter.com, that's at O-N-E-O-U-T-E-R-D-O-T-C-O-M, and join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash OneOuter. This episode and all other previous episodes are on OneOuter.com website and via iTunes for free. Just search OneOuter Podcast. If you want to send questions in for Alex on a future show, and the best way is email questions at com, or tweet them or post them in the Facebook group. Alex, myself and yourself have been uh, ranting and raving about various <laughs> topics that irritate us because uh, we got such shitty lives. You know, we're, so, <laughs> yeah. we're so, you know, <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and we've warmed up for a good 20 minutes ranting there. I was just laughing there. I thought when I... When we record, I some you know I switch the recording software and stuff on, so make sure it's all going. And sometimes me and Alex get into talking for a good fifteen twenty minutes before the show. And I think like raw footage ones, I can probably got them. When I die and Alex dies, I'm going to like set up something in my will so they get released. <laughs> so and it could just be like. Uh, oneouter.com the lost tapes or something yeah. and uh, there's probably a good few sh- hundred shows worth uh, of me and Alex ranting like hell for uh, 20 minutes and stuff although we don't really save anything um, to not say on air we do say most things on air as well but some of it is even yeah, yeah. you know uh, more highly amped wow that, that Alex uh, another famous anti-Semite in the closet you know what I mean? Another, another Mel, Mel Gibson. Uh, I mean, it's it's funny because I realize now, like in private conversation, I talk just like I do on the podcast, which is, you know, unless it's a good friend. Like with Barry, I'll say like the F word because, you know, it, it's just two guys talking. I, it, you know, that's how guys talk, right? But like when I'm talking to like normal people, like in a room, right? I, I don't just drop F-bombs left and right, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, and it's occurring to me, like, yeah, you and I pretty much talk the exact same way that we do off air. It's just, you know, it maybe just a few more expletives, maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe a few more politically incorrect comments, <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's about it. Nothing, by the way, it all pales in comparison to Donald Trump now. So, I mean, I think that's, I think that's why 61 million people voted for that. If you just get told you're racist every day for eight years while your taxes go up, at some point you're like, well, let's vote this guy and then I'll never look bad again. I mean, this is the guy. <laughs> get rid of the Mexicans. Get, get rid of the Muslims. But yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think the main thing is is like when I, I was on BBC Radio about maybe five years ago or something about poker through the show and stuff. They contacted me. It was like a little seven eight minute segment, 
And of course, I didn't rant and rave and swear. I was answering questions and I was speaking, you know, nice, etc. A lot more considered. Right, but right. The thing is with this show is due to my laziness as well, <laughs> I'd rather just be myself. Like, I don't right, want to try right. and create this polished, you know, welcome to the OneHour.com podcast. I with know. Me, Barry, no, and Alex, so Alex, this week in... Because to me, that's work and that's an effort. That's work so and boring, you know. What I mean? Yeah, people, yeah. People so don't I like just, that. Yeah, people don't. Like this that. is exactly the way me and Alex talk on Skype through emails, whatever. Like when we do the show, and I think that's why our listeners have stuck with us and do tell people about the show. And it has, you know, the numbers seem to go up every month when I check them, and uh, it's good. And everybody's, you know, enjoying it. And I'm sure there's a few people that have listened to it and thought. What's this? Sh- I'm never listening to this <laughs> shit again. These guys are fucking annoying or idiots. But that's it. I mean, that is it, and that's uh, fine. You know, it's uh, like I don't listen to a lot of shows now. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts because of that. Like, you know, I, so I can't remember some guy said like, "Everybody's not gonna like you, but everyone doesn't matter." You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not everyone matters. Like, it's, it, you kind of. It's much better you get your niche. By the way, we're taking it easy today because your boy Alex has slept six hours between Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So, you know, it's, uh, uh, which is cool. I almost got everything done before my Prague trip. I- I'm working right up till the wire, which is crazy. But, you know, I- it's cool, man. I love my job. But, yeah, it's it's so funny to me when people, like, you know, it- they see me on, like, a tournament break, and they're like, oh, man, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Right? You know, we get to talk, and I end up, like, I start ranting and I'm not even like looking at the person. I'm like pontificating to the wall, but they're there. And then like I'm on a random rant about something and they're, you know what I mean? They're like, you're really like this. I'm like, do you think I played up for the, like poor Carlos Welch has to hear me rant about like chiclet gum or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm just and the, like, there's a lot of people that are like, you really like this. Like you really, I'm like, yeah, I've always been like this. I, I remember when I started in poker there was guys saying, like, we need to get you on the radio because this would be really funny as, like, a performance, but it's wildly annoying, like, in a group of people when you're supposed to be talking. You know, everybody's talking, right? Like, and then, but it's, you know, it was cool. I understood. It was a cool thing because that's not something I got growing up, which was, like, you know, when you're talking, it can be funny. You should try to bring that to the radio or it should, it is informative. You know what I mean? You should try to bring that to radio. And I think that's what people respond to, which is just, you're trying to be yourself. You know what I, I yeah. yeah. I mean, in, I don't know, man, we're a hundred something up. It occurred to me, I was writing down, I was really down after my divorce because I was like 28 and I didn't have, I am 28, but like, I, I didn't have any money after the divorce. And I was kind of, you know, I wasn't like doing that bad. Like it was just one of those things. Like I had a certain amount in savings and I blew right through it and another few grand. Right. Which all things considered was about as good as you can hope for in a divorce. You know what I mean? And my ex-wife to her credit was like really like we, it was so civil and she didn't do anything. Like, I've heard so many stories where the woman just tries to ruin a guy's life for, like, the rest of their life, you know what I mean? And it was none of that, you know what I mean? It was just all... But, like, at the same time, I was like, dude, I'm 28. I had more money when I started when I was 18. Like, literally, when I started... When I got back from commercial fishing, I had more money than I have now. Actually, I have way more because I've got got debts now. I've got back taxes, right, and stuff like that. And uh, 
and then I kind of, I was like, I want to make a list of like all this stuff, all the experience I have, because I'm going to cash in on that. And if I have a list of all those experiences, it's going to hype me up. Right. And one of the things I wrote down is I have a profitable radio show with a good friend of mine, you know, who I've never met, but like, uh, like uh, we have a profitable show. Like we pay our bills, keep the lights on and get, bring a little something home every month. You know what I mean? And, uh, that is insane when you think about it. I mean, this just started with you and me just, you know, like it, it wasn't like, let's make money at this. It was just like, Hey, somebody told me you and I should do a show. Good idea. All right. See you Tuesday. You know? And then that was pretty much it, you know? And it's, I think it's where good ideas come out of is like, would you do this for free? Yes. Well, good. Cause you're probably going to do it for free for a very long time. And at a certain point we didn't, you know, and it was, uh, it's cool, man. It's so, it's weird, like, when you meet, like, taxi drivers in Vegas, like, oh, I'm a huge one-outer fan, man. It's so crazy you're in my cab. It's like, what? Like, y'all heard this? Like, this is uh, this is cool, man. This is good. But, yeah. So what's, uh, I don't know. What are we ranting about today? Let's do a lot of rants, okay? Don't make me, no technical poker questions, theory, life, that's good. Your, bo- your boy, your, bo- your boy here, man, six hours of sleep in two days, man. I can't. I, I didn't even mean to do that. It just, I sent out my email, you know what I mean? Like my lesson email, like, hey, man, we're doing package lessons again, right? I've created a new curriculum. Uh, be sure to sign up. I thought I'd get a few people like, oh, I didn't see this the first time through. Could you answer a few questions? I sent that out. I had 50 new emails, you know what I mean? I was like, how did you guys not see this the first time? You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, so I was up real late, like, you know, and then, man, I did 10 lessons in two days. 10 lessons in two days, and I finished a live poker one-on-one episode. And, man, about to go to Prague, man. About to go to Prague. You going to be – am I going to see you in Prague, Barry? Um, well, if you make a final table, considering I got a percentage, you know, I'll be right over yeah, there. Yeah, blow those mar- march, Marching you up to the, the, the cash Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like Mike Mattisau. Mike Mattisau, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we thought of the same guy. Wow, that's a bad yeah, yeah. to have. Yeah, like, that is a bad rep to have. Yeah, mark- right up to the cash desk. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Hey, man, congrats. Move your ass. Yeah, it was. Uh... I was actually listening. I've been after I played that live game. I've been dabbling again with some, you know, online poker and stuff, splashing around. And um, I listened to someone else's podcast. I can't remember who it was, but it was uh, Haralabos uh, Vulgaris. You know the, the uh, basket. Was, yeah, uh, yeah, I know him. He's he's hilarious, man. Yeah, great, great, uh, good interview. I'm, I'm, it's like a two hour long one. The guy was on YouTube, I think. So just YouTube like interview. I would reference the guy if I, if I remember who it was, but I can't remember who it was. Um, it was someone interviewing him. I was listening to it, and it was a couple of bits in it that were just great, and it showed you, like, how surreal, you know, you forget, like, what poker's like. He put some guy, um, he either, the story was he put some guy into the one-drop game, or, you know, a big game like that, like, a big piece of it, you know, yeah, six-figure yeah. piece or something. And... He went, I paid him cash or chips or a wire, whatever it was, he got the money straight away, you know, yeah, to buy yeah. it. That was it. So the guy cashes in the game, whatever game it was, and Harald Boss is like, hey, I've not got my money yet, you know, that you've, the piece, you're due me. Yeah. You've not sent it. And the guy messaged back and he's like, all right, sorry, yeah, I've just been really, really busy. I got a lot on and, you know, I'll get it to you soon and I hope it's okay. And he was like, and I just replied, uh, no, it's not okay. Like, <laughs> 
pay me my fucking money sort of thing. It was like, I paid you straight away. Like, And he's like, I'm watching this guy's Twitter thing and he's playing like some other WSOP games and some other cash yeah. places. I'm like, oh my God. you got time to go and do that and you got my money. Like, pay me. Sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, just show up at the bank, fill out the paperwork. You know what I mean? Do, do. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, this is adult crap. You know what I mean? This is just... Yeah. Well, it's weird, like, because I remember, it's really weird to me, like, being in the inside of the poker industry, and then you see, like, what they show you, like, I remember, like, the Eric Lindgren, like, warship, and this is public knowledge now, I'm not putting anyone on blast, but I, I remember, like, guys like Heraldus, like, having to march him up to the cage to get their money, right, because he hadn't paid them, you know, yeah. I mean, and then... You know, people would be like, oh, this guy's like the sickest player. I'm like, I don't care how good he is. He ain't no pro. You know what I mean? Like, I'll pay my damn bill. Are you here like, like I spent two and a half hours yesterday at the, that's an exaggeration, but I spent a long time at Mm. the government offices uh, to get my taxes paid right yesterday. And they're not even paid up because, well, I'll tell you why. But I had to go to the Costa Rican internal service, revenue service, right? Obviously, because, you know, government always does such a great job. I'm in line forever. Uh, it, it's 500 degrees in there. Their, their computers don't work. So the first four times I try to file my return, uh, it doesn't work. And then I get my taxes, you know, and I'm like, hey, you guys just doubled my taxes, right? Like, literally, they just doubled my taxes. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's a new pol- policy, uh, it's with the new president. The new president has never worked a day in his life, by the way. You know, educator, educator from the university. You know, you know, uh, he got got his pension. Uh, you know, at forty six. You know, he he knows a lot about the working man, right? And uh, I was thinking, like, I was real pissed. I, I I was real pissed off at myself because I kept filing things wrong because I couldn't understand the Spanish, and uh, I had to keep calling some guy over, and I'm like, what does this word mean? You know, like, say it to me in another group of Spanish words and I'll understand it, right? And then I got out of there, right? And I felt so dumb. And then I thought, I just did something 99% of poker players cannot do, right? Which is, I'm in a foreign country. I just filed my taxes there because that's part of my residence. And eventually that's going to be part of my citizenship in the next couple of years, right? Uh, How many poker players do you think could get their citizenship, could pay... Most of them don't pay taxes, Barry. Like, that's mm. the thing. Everybody's like, oh, so-and-so's so good at p- poker. But, like, Haralabob, he pays his taxes. I, I, I would bet all, you know, I'd bet all the tea in China he, he pays his taxes. I'm sure, you know what I mean? Like, he knows what he's doing. He's a real gambler, right? He knows his stuff. Like, uh, what's his name? Alan Boston? Like, yeah. he, like, no chance that guy doesn't file his paperwork. You know what I mean? He's just... He's a smart dude. He knows what he's doing, right? And it's like these guys get so much less respect than all these guys I know who don't file their taxes, get audited, instead of spending, you know, the three hours in a government office trying to figure things out, kind of feeling like a dumbass, you know what I mean? They, they would rather spend 20 hours, you know what I mean, like getting audited and getting in trouble, you know what I mean? And, like, and it's, it's weird to me because, like, that kid who doesn't send Heralibus his money, to him, he's not, like, stealing the money. They, they just don't think of these things. They, like, it's so strange because how do you call yourself a pro if you don't pay your investments? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't – I would be so embarrassed. Like, by the way, but I, I want to shout out everybody here. Uh, 
we sold out my prog package in I think it was like four hours, right, or something like that, which is that it is not easy to drum up seven thousand euros in four hours. I don't care what kind of business you're in. If I delayed on any of you guys, do you know how awful I would feel? Like, you know what I mean? When you do so, this is a guy that handed you, I'm, I'm going to rant today. I'm just letting you know. This is a guy that handed you $100,000 to go play cards. And you're, you're going to not pay them back in, for two weeks. You know what I mean? That is insane to me. That is, that is bizarre to me. You know what I mean? Even though you, I, you guys sent me 160 bucks, and I would feel bad if you had to wait. You know what I mean? And that... By the way, dude, Barry, it is on. 2017 is on. Because I now know I can sell whatever pieces I want <laughs> and play yeah. whatever live tournaments I want. I'm good with the backer. Just going to, you know, I'm cutting pieces off of, like, what I'm doing is, like, you know, the dude uh, doesn't, you know, I'm not going to get into his reasons, but, you know, sir, doesn't doesn't want to have the cash flow going like he used to. Uh-huh. I'm just cutting off pieces for him. I'm cutting off pieces for myself. I'm cutting off pieces for my friends. I'm pocketing some markup, paying my bills. Bro, it's on. I'm going everywhere in 2017, man. You're going to see me all over the state. I might show up to Scotland if you're real nice to me, Barry. We'll see. But, you know, I, I want to see Scotland. I want to see all these places, man. I want to see. It's time. It's time to put in this work. You know what I mean? It's time to do it. Like, Man, Take on the road. Yeah, man, back on the road. Stadium tour. Hey, what? What's up? Stadium tour. Stadium tour. Yeah, yeah like, man. You know, you know what I'm. Nine eight eights or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Well, I mean, it's kind of. What, what was I gonna say? Like before, like I kind of hated the road because I was always trying to like find a place like home. You know what I mean? I didn't really have a stable home growing up, so it was really important to me having a stable home. And then I had a stable home, but I. You know, my my ex-wife and I, we kind of drifted apart. And, like, that aimlessness is so painful. You know what I mean? When you, you're you not even mad with the other person. You just don't know what's going on and you don't know how to fix it. You don't, you know what I mean? You're going to therapy, but you never really get anywhere and all that. Like, that low-level depression in suburbia. Then I got back out on the road and I was just bone sober. And I was like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> like, the road is pretty sick. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. And for some reason, when I'm on the road, I feel like everything's a bonus. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I got a lesson done on the road. Check that out. You know what I mean? So it's just a good feeling. But yeah, you playing a little cards now? How's it going? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to uh, throw in Neil Channon's uh, Twitter biography. You know, like his little bit. His little blurb that everyone's got under their Twitter names or whatever. Yeah. His is uh, something like, I'm a professional gambler. I may not be the best, but I try to be the most professional. I always thought that was great. That's yeah, awesome. Like, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Yeah. And like you say, guys like him, like a lot of the, like, oh, Neil Chant, like a net, whatever. And it's like, the guy's okay. consistently well in live poker. He's, he's got more money than I do. Yeah. You know and, he's I mean? got, like, and he's just like, <laughs> Uh, betting train he was originally a bookmaker on site bookmaker at the race courses back in the day and everything and just like really interesting guy you know right, it's, right, like, right. it's like yeah because he's not in the front of some well he is actually he's been on the front of a lot of poker magazines but I mean like he's not the the hip guy that yeah, won love, whatever I, this week I love know? that like this is a gambling game and this guy makes money at it oh he sucks <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like man I remember back in the day when you were gambling on something you needed to know 
something to get it yeah. to work. You know what I mean? And there were professional poker players were few and far between because there was a lot of snags. You know what I mean? I still kind of view it that way. I get all these students that come up to me and they're like, man, I'm not doing that well. I only, I'm like, do you know how many, how few people make money at poker? You know what I mean? It's literally like 99%. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, oh, and this guy, you know, maybe he ran a bit above expectation. He won a few hundred K more. It's like, I want to be that dude. You know what I mean? In the words of Carlos Welch, right? People are always like, I want to be the best player. Carlos Welch said some. I think he might have been quoting somebody else. He was like, I want to be the guy who wins the main event and everybody knows, goes, how the hell did that person win? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to be that guy. I don't, I don't care about being the best. I don't care about anybody recognizing me. I want, I want the I money. I want $8 million. I want yeah. the money, right? I yeah. want the money. You know what I mean? I, I want to be that kind of pro. The pro that it, this is a game of money, and Neil Channing has made quite a bit of money. You know what I mean? And, like, people just get pissed about that because they think, like, oh, I'm such a good poker player. And it's like, well, where's the paycheck, man? Where's the money going? You know what I mean? And if it goes up, you got to use the money for something else as well. So if it's going up your nose, you're not a pro. I don't, I don't care what you're doing. You know what I mean? And a lot of them are like that, man. A lot of coke, a lot of coke in the poker community, a lot of all-day weed smokers, a lot of drinking, a lot of loose women, a lot of... And, you know, I, I don't care how good you are on the fell. You ain't... Anyway, we've, we've mentioned Mike Matteson once on the podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> going to carry on. You ain't, a, you ain't a pro. You ain't a pro if, you all, if you're in that, is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm go- all right. Let's go. Well, let's get into some questions. All right, uh, man. Okay, they this one tec- is... They can be technical if you want. Yeah, there's there's three questions I got to... Uh, three, is it? Yeah, yeah, three. We usually try to do three or four. Uh, so we got two, today. Uh, what, what's... So um, this one is from... Actually, come on. You, you email in all the time. we got to do him last. Uh, okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's our good friend, Rian. That's what she um, Anyway, yeah, anyway. Uh, right, <laughs> this one, this guy's name is brilliant. This one is from... Hamish Kibblewhite. Okay, how do you pronounce it? He's Scottish, okay? So what, how do you, he actually sent me a thing showing me the pronunciation of his name. I watched it at three in the morning and I fell asleep. Not like, not during the video. Hamish, Hamish Kibblewhite. Hamish, is that how you pronounce it? It's, it's Hamish, yeah. yeah, yeah Hamish. Hamish, okay, I, I guess I called him something else because that was an Hamish. Indian guy's name growing up. Anyway, yeah, sorry, go ahead. What? Yeah, Hamish. Yeah, that's a pretty awesome name. Um, okay, he's got um, status of HUDs on PokerStars. Woo! Hi, I'm vaguely aware that PokerStars imposed some restrictions on HUDs this year. Did this affect the Assassinato HUD? And did it affect Note Caddy? Yeah. Well, I have just... Yeah, okay. Man, I, no, no, no. I think, go ahead, go ahead. Finish it out. I've just purchased a new laptop and I'm considering giving Holdem Manager a trial after hearing Alex rant on about the Holdem Manager note caddy combination. I also play on a handful of other sites, uh, Party Poker, AAA and America's Cardroom. Have those sites followed PokerStars lead or is the Assassinato HUD better on those sites as not as fully featured on PokerStars? P.S. I took Alex's recent Live Poker 101 webinar series and found that to be very useful for my live game. And I and as I worked through some of the webinars he set for homework for Live Poker 101, such as That's a Check Race Fool, Dissecting the Donk Bet, etc., I started to think I should give Holder Manager 2 a trial. Should I upgrade my laptop? 
and here I am with a recently upgraded laptop. Yes, sir. I definitely think you should go for Holden Manager if you can get the get the funds together. And uh, I, I'm a big fan of Holden Manager too, just because I mean. If I read out stats to you, a lot of times, like, anybody could outplay these people, but nobody does it. It's, it's like, well, the guy C-bets 70% of the time, but on the turn, he bets 21% of the time. So if he double barrels and you have top pair, no kicker, what should you do? Well, it's pretty obvious you fold. I mean, the guy probably has something, you know what I mean? How often have you folded top pair, no kicker on the turn and felt good about it? Well, I mean, that's the kind of thing hold a manager can give you. It's like having somebody over your shoulder just writing something down. Now, as far as the HUDs on different sites, Party Poker, my understanding, the last I heard, has no support for any HUDs whatsoever. Uh, so, like, I do believe you can run HUDs on those sites, but there's no support for it, so it's just going to look so bad. You should probably not even do it anyway. Also, you're breaking the terms of service, which usually means they can seize your funds, so don't do that. And uh, poker stars, we're not allowed to use the badges. We're not allowed to use the timing tells uh, that we had to take those off of the Assassin HUD. Um, just to give you an idea of how poker stars really has no idea what they're doing, uh, they made us get rid of the badges. The 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 ba like all that information is still available if you like hover over like one number you know what i mean like that's about it and some people prefer to not have the badges uh the timing tells thing kind of i i thought sucked because timing tells were awesome they were right that was a little powerful and it's the, it, they're a private company they can get rid of that but they also do this funny thing where it's like you can't open card runners ev uh while poker stars is open you know what i mean i'm like have you ever tried to do a card runner's EV calc? Like, there's no chance you could do that during a poker hand. You know what I mean? Not, I understand Flopzilla. Like, maybe you don't want, you know, somebody, like, visualizing a range uh, while they're playing. That, that to me, is fine. And, you know, PokerStars is a private company. They can do that. The card runner's EV one made me laugh, though. But, yeah, every other site, uh, Assassin's Hut is full on. Somebody showed me what was supposed to be, like, the new sick HUD the other day. And uh, I was like, we have that, we have that, we have that, we have that. And then I was, like, showing the pop-up. I was like, would you like to look at this pop-up or this pop-up? Like, a lot of the other HUDs, what they do is they, like, they just spam you with as many numbers as possible. And they're like, oh, you'll be so sick with these. And I'm like, all I did was, like, me and uh, this designer, he picked the HUD, he picked the stats that he thought were the most helpful, right? And uh, I, I added a few. And that, we, tr we try to went, go with the less is more philosophy. And it, it, it's been pretty nice. So I, I'd really recommend, if you already have no caddy and you already have hold a manager too, give Assassin Auto HUD a spin. You can uh, check it out at assassinautohud.com. Uh, we invested a lot more money in developing the HUD than the website. So forgive us. But yeah, it's... Uh, that's a good product, man. Check it out. All right, what what else? Let's save some babies. Okay, our next one is from another good friend of the show. Another one of these guys you notice on Twitter always sharing uh, when the show's out, etc. And that's really appreciated. Everyone that does that, it does help. Yeah. Um, spread the word. Um, and this one is from Dennis Pedersen. I knew it was him. He always <laughs> shares it. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, hey Barry and Alex, I'd like to thank the two of you for continually putting up with each other week in and week out. 
for the benefit of us listeners. Barry, God bless you. You're a anyway. For the benefit of all of us listeners, it's always greatly appreciated. <laughs> I have a quick question about three betting with a shorter stack. If we have a twenty big blind stack and someone opens in front of us, are we better off to jam our stack instead of three betting two point five or three x the open? We would be committing over thirty percent of our stack otherwise, and I know a lot of people say at that point you might as well jam. I also know Alex is not like a lot of other people, so I'd like to get his take on this. Thanks, Dennis Pedersen. We got it. We got it. Okay, I'm gonna answer on a completely unrelated note to keep with the tone of the show. Dennis Peterson, I watched uh, Barry. If you can watch a replay of a CFL football game, you should do like. Okay, CFL is Canadian football. I saw highlights growing up. This is the greatest game I have ever seen in my life. This is like, and he, Dennis was on Twitter. I decided to watch the Grey Cup, which is essentially their Super Bowl, right? And Dennis was answering my questions for like him and one other Canadian. Actually, a bunch of Canadians were, like, just fascinated with my fascination with the game. They were answering all my questions. <laughs> but, like, Dennis was one of the – shout out to Dennis because he was one of the few guys who was, like, trying to explain the rules to me because, Barry, you need to see this. I know you're not a – if you're not an American football guy, I think you'll be a Canadian football guy. You don't, there's not a whole lot of finesse. In Canadian football, they joke. They jokingly call it the com- the comedic football league. It's uh, but like okay, so it's uh, your football. It's not soccer. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like soccer. Canadian no, soccer. no, no. It's not like actually. I guess Canada is doing pretty well in MLS soccer this year. It, it, but like, yeah, no. Canadian football is like American football. Just their version, and actually, the Canadian football league has been. So it's on ice. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, they play overtime three on three. Uh, but, like, uh, no, it's a, it's their version of American football. And it's, like, people don't know this, but, like, the Canadian Football League used to be equal to the NFL, which is pretty amazing because the NFL is, like, the third biggest gambling sport in the world. Uh, and, but, like, they used to play championships against each other. There used to be Canadian Football League teams in the United States. Uh, back when we were real racist and like black men couldn't be quarterbacks, like they would go up to Canada and they would have careers up there. And it was like, I'd always heard about it and I'd always seen highlights, but this game is awesome, Barry. Like they put the field goal posts in the middle of the field. So like you're allowed to move, like a big thing in NFL is you're not allowed to move until the guy goes hike, right? And Canadian football, they have like, guys going in these like flying formations and they all barely cross the line at the last second. Right. So everybody's flying at Mach six to begin the play, right? The ball is huge. So it fumbles all the time, which causes these brawls to, to like break out between everybody. If you get the ball in the end zone and it gets to the end, it's an extra point. So you'll see these like really fat guys like running to like kick it out. So it becomes a little like your footy at the end, right? There is kind of like a soccer goal or something. It is the most amazing game I've ever seen in my life. It goes so fast. It's so funny. It's so cool. And there's actually a lot of technique. It's like a really beautiful game. But yeah, Dennis sat there like on Twitter for an hour laughing at me going off about this game and answering my questions about it. So shout out to Dennis on that. Uh, but yeah, anyway, 
like the three betting from 20x here's the thing i'm, I'm gonna give you the theoretical answer and then i'm gonna tell you what i actually do theoretically if you three bet to 2.5x with a value hand uh if the guy calls you he's not making money right because obviously his implied odds of like you know 15x after a 5x uh deposit is not really good right but that being said like getting up to like 25 big blinds from 20 big blinds is a pretty big change, right? That does give you a little bit more maneuverability in the poker tournament. That allows you to see that a little bit more. Uh, that allows you to three bet uh, semi bluff a little bit more and you don't have to see bet that much uh, when your stack is that short uh, to get the guy to feel like it's an all in or fold situation. So because 20 to 25 X is such a, big change usually i just jam with the 20x but like theoretically you do have you, you do have like uh uh you do have a point uh when you work out those numbers the other problem is it does kind of create a variance bomb bomb right especially because in the old days i'll, I'll tell you what would happen is like you would open you would three bet from a short stack. People just assume you had aces and they folded. And that, that was kind of like the glory days. Like Pisagno was kind of the first guy to really do that. Uh, it was in my first webinar, why Pisagno is right. It worked really well. Eventually people started catching on that people were doing that loose. So then they would flat you all the time, but that was okay because then they check folded a lot. Right. So again, the three bet was still like a pretty decent play, especially if you had, you know, a hand that flopped pretty well and you could jam a lot of flops and stuff like that. At some point, guys started figuring out if they flopped a draw, they were just supposed to jam. And that kind of gets the equity into a point where jamming is pretty damn close. Uh, so I would really, uh, I, I'd really advise you a lot of times just to get your jamming ranges on. Get your jammies on. What do you call Do you call them pajamas in Scotland? Pajam pajamas. Jammies. Jammies, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. They call them, yeah, I always like, yeah, I'm, I'm learning new words from different parts of the English-speaking world. Now, I'm always wondering if there's different... Uh, what's the weirdest word Americans say, like, you can't get used to? Do you uh, have one? Cilantro for coriander. Cilantro for coriander? <laughs> Damn, that was specific. I, I was... Uh, the, yeah, that always annoys me. The one uh, the, when y'all talk about getting Randy, that all you know. eggplant, eggplant for aubergine. I suppose. It's oh just wow, that's things, a good yeah. point. Yeah, what was it? Now when y'all talk about like somebody got Randy, I, I, like you know, <laughs> growing up, it was like we gotta get. We knew a guy named Randy. It was like we gotta get Randy out of the club. He, he he's blackout drunk, right, or something like that. So whenever I hear you guys go like you know like you know you're making a crude joke and it's like someone got Randy, I always have to. I always have to I always have to do like a three second double take to figure it out. And then I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. And then I laugh late when it looks like I didn't catch a dead basic joke. And then, yeah, I, I just look like a jackass. OK, so anyway, next question. OK. And what about people then just to throw a little thing into it there? Sure. When you're three betting from a 20 big blind stack with a hand then the guy four bets does that you know is that not a new is that not vogue now it's four bet and not like the new three bet and it's, it's like not, it, yeah people you you would think people would four bet more but people just kind of don't they just flat three bets all the time and yeah. it's, it's weird like i don't, I don't no there's nothing wrong with folding like your loss is like uh, i'll be honest like a lot of times like when somebody three bets in your flat you can save 
you know, you, you can save a big blind or, or, you know, you can save a big blind here or there. Right. Uh, which is good, but there's a lot of times you're just like, if the guy's good, you're just not going to save the big blind. Right. As far as I can, by the way, this is something that endlessly frustrates me. This was the only section I removed from the myth of poker talent, because the more I studied it, the more I wasn't sure of it. And, mm -hmm. uh, that really sucked because I, that was like 10,000 words. There's that radial arm saw. There you go. There you go, buddy. Yeah, you got to fix it. Well, at least it's not Saturday, and I'm not confused why you're working. But, yeah, anyway. No, it, it was uh, – it's okay to fold, and it's okay to four-bet if you think the guy's going really big. But people don't four-bet. Yeah, if you think people are three-betting you quite a bit, just take the ace-10 and put the guy all in. A lot of times, like with 20x, you don't have to be right that often – uh, in order for it to be profitable. But everybody just is so afraid of the guy tabling ace-king and looking like a dumbass, right? Whereas yeah. you don't look like a dumbass if you flatten just check-fold the flop, which to me is the dumbest play, right? Like, that, that is the worst way to play it, you know what I mean? Like, and, but there's no... A lot, of pe a lot of people in poker just do things based on the stigma, you know what I mean? Like, will, will this make me look stupid? They go to the poker table to, you know what I mean... Uh, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a kind of, I don't know, it's a social aspect. It's, it's to make them feel good about themselves. I don't know. I've never really... Yeah, what are other people going to think about yeah, it? Exactly. That, that, yeah, exactly. Rather than what? Rather than just thinking exactly, about Exactly, which is why yeah. I really urge you all to develop a, self, uh, a very... Oh, God, I can't talk today. Uh, develop social retardation the way I have, you know? Then you'll, you'll do really well. <laughs> Now, people always do that, man. Like, man, you, you can make a conversation awkward faster than anyone. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I grew up doing that because I, I just don't seem to notice certain things. And then eventually, you know, the 5,000th time somebody gets offended or makes fun of you and it turns to nothing, you just really realize it's nothing. You know what I mean? Tim Ferriss talks about this all the time, like doing like comfort, how comfortable you are challenges right like people are always afraid to go up to somebody who could be their mentor and he's like well to start you should just walk into a coffee shop and just lay down on the floor for 10 seconds and then stand up i bet nobody does anything you know what i mean like it's one of those i don't know like with guys like when they want to talk to a girl I, I, that always pisses me off because i'm like don't think about it just go you know what i mean like just try something like the worst thing is just you'd never do anything, you know what I mean? But, yeah, and it's the same thing with poker. The worst thing is you never try anything, you know what I mean? You just do what everybody else is doing. All right, give me some more questions. Seneca. Seneca, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to say as well, Dennis uh, kindly said, uh, P.S. Barry, I've switched, uh, sorry, I've started the Twitch stream. I was wondering if it would be okay for me to share a link to your podcast on it. Let me know. Of course that is, Dennis. And I replied to you by email saying thanks very much for even thinking about doing that. And uh, so I said I'd give a shout-out to his Twitch channel as well. He is twitch.tv slash profishpoker, P-R-O-fishpoker. Uh, so, yeah, check out He's Dennis. He's an awesome dude, too. And I, I don't even watch, like, Twitch, but I would check out his channel. Yeah, and he, I remember last time when we did the competition for the book, um, he put up uh, a second prize right. for That's someone else. Right. And actually, I need to say that, Cole, your book is ordered and will be sent to either the address in the States you gave me or the one in China. I'm still figuring out the best way to do that through when China. I get it. China. <laughs> Yeah, Gina, huge problems in Gina. <laughs> um, and uh, this one, uh, 
is was from a I, I, hombre. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just remembered uh, the other woman who I said we'll give the second one to, the second prize to, was this Nancy Johnson that emailed. Oh, cool. Like she emailed in saying she like listened every week and stuff. Yeah. And we said she won, and she's never ever emailed back <laughs> in to claim her prize. So she's working probably. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I gave I. The reason we gave it is because we said we don't really get many girls. I know there are girls that listen. There's a few on Twitter and that I speak to, and they all listen to the show and follow Twitter. But I said, right, I'm going to mention it. So I've just remembered there, Nancy, if you're listening to this episode, get in touch. You've got a free book. And nobody try and message in saying you're Nancy Johnson. Cause yeah, I'm only I going know to, the real Nancy. I'm only, I'm only going to accept it from the email address that she emailed in originally. Uh, if you can remind me, oh, Nancy, you're, I have six of her email addresses because she's worked with me before. She's super cool. Like, You know what I notice is we do really well with women who, who are in their later 30s, which is like really cool to me because I always think of ourselves as kind of immature, but like, you know what I mean? Like we kind of, uh, I think that's cool. I, I've had a lot of like, all right. <laughs> we, I, I don't know. Like they're coming in. This is it. Alex. Uh, they're coming for you. Yeah, pretty much. This is it, man. No, I've had a few people, you know, I've had a few nice ladies come up to me, them and their husbands and stuff and say, they listen to us, like, on the car ride, you know, like, back home from work and stuff like that, where they work at the same place. That that was pretty cool, because, you know, you just kind of yeah. think, like, 28 years old, what do I know, you know what I mean? So that was cool, but, yeah, all right. Let's, uh, okay. Time for one last question, Alex, yeah, or do you want to wrap it up? What do you want to do? I don't know, man. You try, man. <laughs> oh, the stars. The saw is coming for you, so uh, you got to decide before the saw gets you. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, apparently, man. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is starting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. Uh, this one is from our good friend, Riyad Dobelis. Yeah. And, uh, hey, Alex, got a quick question here. was recently watching Doug Polk's uh, video discuss how much money poker players, I don't know if that's uh, the full title or he's missed a bit there, yeah. um, where he was explaining how to estimate how much certain players may have behind for the stakes they play, etc. But that is besides the point. In the same video, he did mention that he thinks that online MTTs are the worst option as a game type to make lots of money and that cash games are far more superior to that. What are your thoughts on that? Also, whoever's listening and doesn't know who Doug Polk is, he is high stakes cash player known as WCJ Ryder. Yeah, he's got, he's got some really tall hair. Is the other thing I've noticed. Like his hair is always like in the pyramid shape. But yeah, no. Uh, I get the idea. Doug is becoming a little celebrity, and you know when you become uh, a little bit of an online celebrity, you got to kind of say shocking things. So I heard he said some things about online MCTs. Uh, the thing about online MTTs is like maybe online you're not going to make a ton of money, but there is a lot of money in knowing how to play tournament poker. Like I, I've played tournament poker all over the world with just awful players. There's a lot of guys that would never be caught dead in a 10-20 game, but would always buy into a $2,000 MTT, and all that loose money comes together. And if you can handle yourself well under pressure in tournament poker – you will do better once you re-enter cash games. I, I don't think, like, yeah, there's more money in cash, but you got to remember, like, Doug is, you know, he, he's not, I'm saying his first name like I know him, but, like, Mr. Polk here, I, I've heard he's, like, a phenomenally good player. So to him, 
you know, yeah, making money in cash games is pretty easy. In my experience, when I played cash games for a living, I never was that good. You know what I mean? I, I don't even know if I... Like, I, I feel like I've attained, like, mastery when it comes to tournaments. I, I, I couldn't say that about cash, right? But it, uh, the amount of work I had to put in to, like, becoming a ca really good cash game rag, uh, even at just, like, one, two, two, four, it was more money, but it was, you know, it was a ton of work. And mm. if you don't, you know, when you're starting and you don't know as much about poker, tournament poker is a great way to kind of train you up and to help you think... I think if you're really actively playing, like if you're really thinking, how did this situation change right now? I think it's just going to be, make you a clearer thinker to, to begin with. Whereas a lot of times with uh, cash games, it was definitely, uh, you know, it was a stable source of money. I liked it a lot. Like uh, there was one month I was playing 16 hour days, six, seven days a week. And I, I made 30,000 in a month and like I was playing like one, two. Right. So it was pretty, I mean, and obviously two, four as well, but like, you know, making $30,000 in a month in MTTs is very difficult just grinding it out. You know what I mean? Without some big win, that's kind of off the docket, right? Not, not really normal, but at the same time, like, I think, I, I think you have to get experienced in, uh, everything. I think, I think you're going to start with sit and goes. I, I think you have to move into tournaments after that eventually you'll have to like get cut your teeth in cash games. And then I think you're going to move between cash games and tournaments uh, quite a bit. I just wrote an entire thing about cash games today for live poker one one And I, I was doing the production uh, before we showed up here. And it's like a, a lot of tournament stuff really helped me think my way through cash game situations. A lot of cash game stuff helped me think my way through tournament situations. So I, I think they're all good. It, it's not uh, as far as just making a ton of money. I, I, a lot of times, if you don't have a ton of hours to play, I, a lot of it, and you, you don't, you know, like, let's say you want to make a lot of money at poker, but you don't have a ton of time, right? Well, you want to make a ton of money at poker, like, but it's a hobby playing cash games. I don't know if that'd be a great idea because the learning curve is a lot steeper and there's no chance you're going to walk home with eight million dollars if you satellite into a cash you know what i mean if you mm -hmm. <laughs> move up into a cash game right whereas like there's a lot of guys that i think if you, you don't play that much in volume I, I think you should try to put in quality over quantity and you should play live cash you should try to put a lot in the hours but you should play live tournaments as well uh just because there's a lot of weak spots and a lot of guys that give away the turns online tournaments uh i mean you know this really hard you're doing well at online tournaments you're supporting yourself in a first world economy you know you know that you know it's it's definitely a viable income stream but i think what we it is very difficult for if you're not going to study every day like you're just a grinded out pro i think tournaments are pretty not amazing because I think you're going to miss a lot more spots. Whereas in like a cash game, if you have like rake back going and you're a grinder, you're like you'll make more money. He's right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But I think like tournaments kind of challenge you to be a better player consistently. Uh, I mean, not maybe a better player, but like a more alert player. And that can really like fold into like your overall poker game improving quite a bit. So yeah, I, I, I agree and disagree with him. It, it is a tough life. Uh, Play, playing MTT poker, but it, it is 
it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I, I love grinding tournaments. I love grinding cash. So I, I think there's merits of both. Mm-hmm. It's all poker. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. As a wise man once said. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Alex, we're going to wrap up. I know you've got things to do and get ready for going away to Prague. And I'm sure everybody that's got a percentage is rooting for you. And Woo-hoo. everybody that missed out on a percentage are also rooting for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, um, I don't think they are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He I was going to buy heck, 25 heck. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna buy twenty five percent. Yeah, I hope it breaks everything. <laughs> exactly, but not. Yeah. gonna be a lot okay. of tournaments, man. A lot more. We 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 doing this thing. We doing this well, thing, man. We look forward to your updates from the road, and we are going to try and still do the show uh, four times in December as well. So right. it's all good. It'll all be. Uh, this one is actually going out on first of December, so uh, we got three more to do, and then that's us for the year. Alex, how can people get in touch with you for your further products, Assassin Out HUDs, lessons, newsletters galore? Why don't you all just sign up for the newsletter at PokerHeadRush.com? Uh, that, that's where you get all the information, all the deals and stuff like that. Uh, we have the five-lesson package. I think there's one left as we record this, so you've got to kind of move a little quickly, but you can write me about that at Alex PokerHeadRush.com. And if you want to check out the regular blog, I am blogging daily again. You can go to PokerEdwards.com. That's also where you can see the battle wrap, the book reviews, all kind of like the fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter, at The Assassinato. Uh, and, yeah, you know, good times, guys. I'll, hopefully I get to see some of y'all in Prague. Uh, hopefully I make it to this flight, you know, alive, uh, because I'm pretty damn tired right now. Uh, but... Yeah, you know, I'll be see, I'll be talking to you guys from Prague the next time we do this podcast. Nice, nice. And uh, I was away. I should have been quicker. And instead of cheers today, I was on about throwing Alex a few weeks ago. <laughs> uh, I should have looked up uh, what it would be for cheers uh, and in check. the language. Uh, yeah. yeah, and check. I, I've not done it, so that's all. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> the thought was there. And, uh, yeah, keep following us on Twitter, or if you keep following us, uh, yeah, keep following us, and also follow us, if you don't already, at oneouter.com on Twitter, that's at O-N-E-O-U-T-E-R-D-O-T-C-O-M, join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash oneouter, and don't forget to get your 27% rate back from America's Cardroom. You need to click on one of the adverts for America's Cardroom on the oneouter.com website, and then just simply sign up for your account and download the software through that, and that will be all good to go, and you will get your 27% rate back through ACR. Alex, until the next time when we speak, when you are in Prague, it's going to be a boring Scottish cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.